Bring the beat down a little bit, then bring me in. Let's go. Alright, alright. You can turn me up a little bit more in the headphones. MTA. Yeah. I got him like, he ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this. A scholarship can never exist. Ain't no money for the rap selling crack spitting artists. To a new episode of Foresight. This your boy Arden talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy Will. February 9th, 2018. It is a Friday as we've been doing. Coming to you guys live, man, yeah, from the studio at Co Creative Space. Happy Black History Month, for real, for real. Only 28 days in it, but we still gonna appreciate everybody and everything that's been right for the culture and for our rights as African Americans. And I am coming off of a little over five hours of sleep because, of course, last night was one of those nights in music that as music fans we all love when there's just a ton of new records that just come out and it feels like Christmas. What about you, Wills? What did you do? Did you get your eight hours or did you stay up and listen to these vibes too? I don't think I ever get eight hours of sleep. I don't either. But um, give me your normal number. Five. My man. I'm the same <laughs> way. I'm at five hours too. Five. I'm at five hours too of sleep, bro. Five. I can't get eight. I can't get eight. I, if I, as long as I get five to six, I survive in this world of sin. Yeah. And this is what I gotta do. You okay? Five to six hours and I'm straight. And uh, like I was mentioning, the music that came out last night, I mean, it's off the top of my head. Two Chains had a full, full record EP that I liked. Um, the Black Panther soundtrack, which has been much anticipated, came out. Calvin Harris and Party had a new record. There was a lot of records that came out last night. But of course, uh, Mans here will never forget the record by Boss Man and Block Boy. Salute the Block Boy, the newest sign the OVO sound. Yeah, I don't have my Black Boy, bro. We talked about Black Boy and Baka coming together for OVO, and OVO's gonna have a hard hit here with those two. But let me bring in our guest, Wills. You know what, Wills? I'm gonna throw it over to you, because you told me about this impressive guy, man, our first ever engineer to come on the show. I'm genuinely excited. You know, so Wills, come on, hold it down, man. Hold it down for the young brother, man. I mean, it's speak it's, your piece, bro. <laughs> speak your well, piece. Well, I met I met this guy over the summer. Well, probably yeah, over the summer. Um, okay. When I started my little Fargo Fridays thing. Ain't no little shook up the city. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, it's just my boy Jason. He's an engineer, producer. Yeah. He's just like really cool and. We like connected over Lil Wayne, no homo, but like, and <laughs> we get, we get it, brother. Yeah, he's just really cool, man. Jason, yeah, welcome man. to the foresight, man. I appreciate you guys for having real. me. I'm happy that you came on, man. For real, yeah. Will told me, and I was like, hell yeah, we gotta have him on, especially as an engineer to get the engineer point of view. So tell us more about yourself, man. How you been feeling these days? Um, lately I've been feeling good. I'm in a good space, you know, just creatively. Um. I don't know if it's Black History Month. I'm just getting a little bit of that that aura, that energy from Black History Month. And yeah. just feeling I'm pride, prideful about myself. Or if it's just being a new year. But in general, just really, I feel like I'm in a really, really, really good creative space, which would be good. I mean. See, he's just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> So just being in that creative stage, just feeling that energy flow through it, just letting it try to put it back into the world and give it to the people is really, really important. So I like that. And the reason why I like that is because, you know, when I entered this year as well, and as I look back, like a lot of the things that I've been able to do 
even with you know with Wills, I was saying to myself, I was like, these last three to four years was like building a foundation. But this year, as I've been saying, I was like, 2018 is the payoff. Mm-hmm. I've been building this foundation. I haven't been afraid to work. There's been a lot of progression, not just professionally, but personal life and everything else. So this is the year where it's like everything's really going to come together. So I think for you, right. just off of what I'm getting, it's just you've been working hard, you've been progressing, you've been doing the right thing. So this is your year where you get the payoff, man. Yeah, so right. for real. It really like, feels that way. Like right there with you on that is just, um, you know what I mean? You don't work hard for nothing. Yeah. So for it to, for you to feel like it's finally going to pay off, like that's like exactly how I feel. Like, yo, this is the time, this is the place, and it's time for me to shine, it's time for me to show what I'm about, show that hard work and let it show through. So yeah. And as, and as we already mentioned, you know, Wills with that well done introduction, my brother. <laughs> time, real time. No sarcastic. It was good. I'm telling you. I'll be trying to give Wills some responsibilities on the show and he'd be like, nah, bro. And I tell Wills, when we get to the point where we start making these appearances and performing at these clubs and stuff, he has to be the street dude for us. He's going to be the last, he has last to be, one. He got to be the one to get the back for us at the end of the night. I'm not that guy. I'm just too laid back. I'm not that guy, you know. He's I mean, the he's the Ciroc of the group. Baby. I'm the wine spritzer guy. You can't have the wine spritzer guy at the front of the group. This, this is him. This is him. This is his responsibilities, man. But as we mentioned, um, you are an engineer, Jason, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited about it because on our show we've had the artist itself. The artist who's also served as a producer, if I'm correct as well. Yeah. But having an engineer mm-hmm. is a first. And I think we had you on at really the perfect time. And I know people say like, oh, like the perfect time being that, hey, something that you see in the aftermath. But no, like you can also see perfect timing when it's coming up. And I think it's great because of the fact that engineers have always been recognized, but as of lately, have really been getting credited. Mm-hmm. Like people are starting to understand like, Yo, like without the engineer, something's lacking, you know. And, and you look at even, uh, for example, even like a producer, like you know, like Forty, like Forty people going with Forty is a producer, but Forty's also an engineer, yeah. and it's really his engineering work that shows the genius of him, mm-hmm. along with a lot of great producers. So when you look at just the scene of music today in terms of its creation. Can you just elaborate more on the importance of the engineer on with what does the engineer have to do in order to make sure that this record or this project reaches its, you know, maximum potential? Um the engineer is more like I mean I would say just the glue, man. Like the thing that brings everything together. Um, a lot of times when you're an engineer, you play multiple roles. Yeah. So like you said, Forty's an engineer, but he's also a producer. Mm-hmm. But he also may be a director, you know what I mean? Somebody that's selling Drake to do something a certain way, do things a certain way. I know I play that role when I engineer. It's um, it's one of those things where you're, you, you're the person that takes a, a rough draft of a painting and you turn it into the masterpiece that it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you also need good paint, you know what I mean? You need good colors, and that's where the artist comes in. You need those great people to come in and give their point of view and really, really um, give you that, like, something to work with, you know what I mean? That, that Not that they're the canvas, the, the music is the canvas, the artists are the paint, and you're just, like, the brush, you know what I mean? Kind nice. of I like that. put things in places the places. I mean, even with sound, the engineer just keeps it in those places, you know what I mean? Different pockets, finding different pockets, different 
ways to make the listener engage the listener so that the music doesn't get boring you know things like that so yeah engineering man is like like you said it's becoming more of a other thing where it's like oh the engineer is important the engineer is important why that is i think that's because of just the advent of like all this home recording so it's really pushed the fact that oh man i need to make a quality recording and push that up to the forefront but man like engineers are, are really becoming like the new producers if you really think about it well you have a lot of studio experience man with you know artists trusting you to be there because you have a good ear for music and things of that nature you know, can you also add on to what Jason has talked about with the engineer? Because again, you have a lot of experience in the studio. You've seen firsthand what these guys can do, yeah. the magic that they can create. Um, he's absolutely right about the like engineer becoming the like new producer because I've seen people complain about like certain engineers, like, oh, I don't want to work with this engineer because he makes me sound this way. I want to work with him because he makes me sound this way or whatever. So it's like. At first, that was new to me. I'm because I'm just like, oh, I thought it was just the beat and how you record. And when they start, and then it's like when they start telling me this, I'm like, oh, so then like I sit back or whatever, and I watch him. Like he doesn't know whatever. Like I'll probably be sitting back and I watch him and like I just see like how he like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, just making stuff it. happen. Like, little like, adjustments, like the little things. Like he'll just like probably cut something or put something. Just it. Just, I don't know what the hell he's doing yeah. or how he's doing it. But it's like he'll do something, add something, or and then it's like they know. magic. Yeah. And um, one thing about them, like they also know like what kind of sound you want or whatever. Like I've been with like Johnny, and he'll be like, "Yo, can you do this?" And they'll be like, "Oh, this sound," and then, and he'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and. Then, they'll just do it it's, it's dope I, don't know. And, I wish I had that talent <laughs> and for real it's true of what you guys have been able to do now what was it exactly throughout your early memories with music mm-hmm. and with making music that for whatever reason this this responsibility of being an engineer and being a producer it just resonated with you to where you just said hey I want to make a living mm-hmm. out of doing this? Um, I can say my earliest music memories don't have anything to do with um, being an engineer or producer. Okay. Um, my earliest music my memories are like, we used to live in, in Co-op City, me and my dad. Co-op, man. So yeah. folks in Co-op, man. <laughs> in the Bronx. And um, I just remember it because we had this long hallway. There's a room in the back and then you have like this big living room space. And I just remember my dad used to always play like James Brown records in the in the front, like you know, like mm-hmm. a black. That's like a black thing. Like you got yeah. old records playing. Yep. My dad used to play like James Brown records, and I just remember dancing to those records. Mm, I, you know I, what I mean? I remember like, like coming down yeah. the hallway and getting in there and dancing. They were laughing at me like, "Why is he?" Like, <laughs> but I was like imitating what I what I thought James yeah. Brown did. And then another early memory that really really stuck with me is that I was in the barber shop. Um, I get my hair cut off Ferris. Yeah. And um, I remember one time we were watching the TV up there and um, there was this kid on the TV, he was rapping. And my mom goes, that's a kid rapping? Like you said that to the barber. She's like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a kid rapping. And um, 
she went and bought me the CD and the time it was a little bow wow CD. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. And hey, I let, me, let me just say real quick, man. That was my formative. That was it. I'm One so day cool. we're going to have a bow wow appreciation. Jermaine Dupree, man. That's a I swear to God. I fuck some bow wow. I love bow wow. Shad Gregory Moss. What up, boy? <laughs> For real, Bro, man. Bow wow's really a legend. Yeah, he really is. I was listening to Beware of the Dog. Beware Dog, I was son. To that literally like two days ago. Bro, I remember being Puppy seven. Love. Puppy loves Ross. I remember being seven years old living on the south side of Yonkers and we had bought the bootleg edition of Beware of the Dog. Actually, no, we bought the real edition. There used to be a CD store in Getty Square. And this is when, again, with the CDs, you had like the pamphlet. Yeah, and that's the best part of the This CD. is when he like really blew up. So the girls used to go crazy over the pamphlet just to rip the pictures and do all that stuff. Yo, he home. was really a legend, dog. Nah, and the, the music was good. Mm-hmm. If you really listen to that first album, I go back and listen to that album now, I was like, man, like, I mean, obviously we know, like, the, the behind-the-scenes things. I won't get into that. Yeah. But, man, these are well-written records. It's, yeah. The production is good. And he's like a, he was like a little Jay-Z or something. Yeah. Like, it was like crazy, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, he then was, the second yeah, album he came out. really the goal. I remember, like, we used to perform his records, me and my boys, like jump on the bed and perform something. I think that's my name or something. Especially back then, if you had braids back then, he was really popular. Yeah, yeah, if you was nice yeah. gonna have braids and used to wear a bandana. It yeah, you all man was compared to Val. But yeah, I could really really play basketball and have braids, everybody thought you were AI. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. But that experience you mentioned about your parents playing music, mm-hmm. it, it's so relatable. Because mm-hmm. all of us, especially again, like the African American community, like our families play a ton of music. And if you think Dumb about, especially. Loud. Yeah. Loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it in this day and age, how we say, like, oh, like, he, he or she put you on or you put on people to music our parents were the originals like our families were the original here I'm gonna put you on here's this James Brown or here's this Michael Jackson or this Bob Marley or the Temptations like they were the original put you on Mary J. Blige you know you know sweat right all black babies are born rhythm so yeah that's just like you said it's passed down through through, through our, it's almost in our DNA. They always say like uh, music from Afro Black music is like the oldest music on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's natural inclination. Like hip hop is the biggest thing in the world. Black music is the yeah. biggest thing in the world. People don't realize it. You know, we go to like you, the other podcasts are saying we listened to it before when we were talking. Like, don't worry about the Grammys. And you're right. It's like our music is the biggest music in the world. We're not even getting recognition for it. Yeah. You know? That's why I like when they give it. That was the most complete body of work. So for you not even acknowledge it and give it a shine and give it, it's, you know what I mean? It's like a smack in the face. But back to the, the original point is that, you know, I feel like it's just in our DNA. It's one of those things where it's just natural for us. Like music is everywhere. Music is, is rhythm is everywhere. Music is everywhere. Sound is everywhere. And it's one of those things where it's enhanced because of who we are, you know? So. For real, man. I just think, again, we were lucky to just have that type of upbringing. And I, honestly, I feel like in a way, Wills, and I'll, and I'll like, we'll love for you to touch on this. I think in a way for us, it always goes back full circle. Mm-hmm. Because again, we were brought up from the moment we were born to maybe like our elementary 
days where, again, our parents, whether it's cleaning the crib, cooking, whatever, they played this music. Mm -hmm. And then as we discover our own music, we live in our world with this music. Mm -hmm. So again, we take Bow Wow, for example. Bow Wow was like among our first exposures to what would be our sounds that we listen to, the soundtracks to our life. Definitely. And I remember going, okay, Bow Wow, then boom. 50 Cent, I mean, and then all of that stuff. I'm a little older, so like, <laughs> my, first, my first rapper. Yeah, 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 I used to watch their videos all the time and like I used to tell my mom like I want to wear like I used to wear my clothes yeah, back wear your clothes back. and she would hate it and like she That's wouldn't let me do it and she wouldn't let me do it because I always wanted to go to like school I was only in like first grade yeah. but I always wanted to go to school like and wear matching backwards she wouldn't let me but she would let me do it in the house or whatever after I watched the video and then after that I like fell in love with like Mace and, and Puffy yeah and I was yeah. about six the first song I knew was um was um I think more money, more problems. Yeah, that's like me too. I yeah. think that was like that. I mean, like I knew Chris Cross when I was like little. I was just gassed up for it. It was little rap, and I didn't really know what they were saying. Yeah, <laughs> but like, they the look first, like you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the first like the first rap song I knew it was like either been around the world or it was like more money, more problems. I think for me, that's a great one. one. That's a New York thing, though. I think that's a New York thing. You grew up in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a New York thing. I think my first, yeah, I think I have to attribute to Bow Wow, man. So then, in terms of a record like me, because the thing is, though, I still, I can also say too, like, I'm, I'm 24, but I still remember around my uncles, them playing like the Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. and Jay Z and, uh, you know, like those guys, but. I think for me, coming of age, like seven, eight, nine years old, it was like again, Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. 50 Cent, that was between 12 and 13. I think I skipped so that age. That, I skipped music in that period. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like Bro. some reason. For some nah, reason, 50, I was listening to like 50 from music. 03. <laughs> and then Lil Wayne came out and it yeah, was over. 50 from 03 to 07 was a very big deal for me musically. Mm-hmm. Like that, to, I always tell people, and my God, I opinion, like if folks want to talk about again like all right which like rapper had a run that's the guy i always tell people to me in my span 03 to, to the moment he lost to kanye in the first week sales battle between curse and graduation i've always said 50 wasn't the guy mm-hmm. at that time yeah i think that's like he couldn't like. like he couldn't he was literally indestructible and then kanye took him out mm-hmm. and i always tell people that so for me it was like bow the 50 and then it was yeah kanye with uh 808s and heartbreak Cuddy. and Cuddy and then uh Little Wayne. The special Did guy from Toronto came around. Lil Wayne, of course. I'm trying to gas you, I'm trying to gas you. But now Wayne Wayne from 06 to 08 was key with the mixtape. I can say this and Will's probably agrees that throw it in the bag is like a Bible Oh my god. Oh yeah. Throw it in the bag, yeah, bro. No, Come on, Lil that right Wayne's, Wayne's Lil Wayne's Lil Wayne's throwing it in the bag. Like, I know Drake did, did a thing oh, yeah. too, but uh-uh. if you go on my blog, I have a Tumblr that I do, I just post like stuff. I like, I have Drake's, I have one of Drake's performance of that, but the Lil Wayne version, that's like really like, even single, bro. Single is like one of those records that's just like, I remember that camo shorts and bubble cush. Like, oh, no. Bro, that's, I was this really wearing so camo cool. shorts Me every too? day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I
Mine's Yoy Scene. <laughs> <laughs> just have it right now. I was like, go ahead, bro. Let's add on to it. Little t-shirts. Like, man, that was, man, that was a time. Sidekicks. Like, that's really, like, the time where I, I never had a sidekick. You never had a sidekick? I never had a sidekick. I paid for my own plan to have a sidekick. <laughs> I was, like, 14 years old. I used to have I never a sidekick. T-Mobile. Yeah. I had the Boost Mobile prepaid chirp. I had the... Where you at? I had that one. Never had that. My parents never got me no sidekick. I know everybody got the, the, the fucking, like, bodegas and, and give them $10 minutes. The little cars. Yeah. 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 Nah, my, the closest thing I ever had to the sidekick was again was the T-Mobile G1. Mm-hmm. That was the only one I had. That was like '09 to '11. I had that. But besides that, I had that prepaid phone with the chirp. I used to use up like, all my minutes, and my parents would get dumb tights. I used to spend extra. Yep, I used to spend all my minutes on that, along with freaking making sure. This is back then too, when ringtones was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. If you had a fire ringtone. You had to make sure your ringtone was on point. I'm about, I, Soldier I'm Boy ringtone, Chris Brown, all that stuff, man. Yeah, bro, we have a good. People don't realize it, but and I, I feel like a lot of the older dudes kind of like like it's still going on, like just kind of knock the music down. We have a lot of great artists that we. Oh, really, no, we have a lot of classics, like, on, man. Artists that I mean, every generation has great artists. We really do have artists that also just were different, that blazed different paths, like. You know what I mean? Like, Lil Wayne is like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not normal to grow up. Yeah, you know what I mean? To grow up and have an artist that's like left the center, like a Kid Cudi too, like these left the center artists, it really makes you more well-rounded individual, I feel like, when you're getting all these different influences. I would say even the, like, the quote-unquote one-hit wonders we had, they were like mega, like, Think about like no disrespect, like Chameleon there, Riding Dirty, mm-hmm. like Jayquan, Tipsy, Tipsy, like those records. When you hear it, it takes you back. Tipsy is really one of the best songs. I don't care what anybody says, the flow, that's it. Snap, like a lot of those records, man. Like a lot of those records came out at that time, and it was like whoa. Like I remember being hit by the Houston sound for the first time. Mm. This is back when I'm snitching on myself. Okay, stay up late. Remember BT Uncut? Oh yeah. yeah. BT Uncut and seeing the uh, freaking the Slim Dub, Slim Dub <laughs> and uh, Paul Wall record, Mike Jones. Yeah, tipping on four fours. I remember seeing that video for the first time at three thirty in the morning. Somebody actually just wrote in the group chat, Mike Jones. I feel yeah. like, see, I feel like I missed a lot of that. Like I said, you sure did. I you, missed, you like, missed some good stuff. That period between like Dipset and Fifty Cent. What? What? I, God, bro, I missed that. How you missed Dipset, bro? Wrestling? You was hooping? Nah, you was hooping or something? I was playing basketball. I used to play basketball. Yeah, so maybe it was that. I wasn't into music like was that. Listening to what you were both. Yeah, man. I don't remember. These were the soundtracks to our lives, man. But I can remember the first music video I ever really noticed was on. The game and Kanye wouldn't get far. Oh, I remember yeah. when he zipped the hoodie up, mm-hmm. and when he zipped that hoodie up, I just—it was one of those moments you just don't forget. Like you said, watching something at three a.m. Mm-hmm. a BET or cut video at three a.m. You're like, you don't forget that. So, and that—I mean, that's two thousand seven, probably two thousand eight. Yeah, that was about that time. That Maybe about that time. two thousand five. Yeah, 2014. I was still living in Yonkers oh, at that time. Game. Yeah, because that, that was also around the... Um, they made good music. I thought you was about to bring up the um, the Nextel commercial. Yeah, that was a dope that was a dope commercial. Somebody on uh, Twitter recently like reposted that. Yeah, that's why I came to my mind. Yeah, and I re- and that record was hard. And, yeah, the, and that was when Kanye had the polos and stuff with the fresh cut. Right there. 
Yeah, Louis Vuitton, Don Kanye. Except he's also dude, man. That's what I think about that Kanye. On a scale of one through ten, since we just mentioned Kanye, well, ten being obviously the most excited, where would you rate your excitement for a new album from Kanye? Because it's probably coming this year. I mean, uh, new music is always a ten. So you know, I mean, I'm really excited to hear. I like how he's always every album is different. So if he's always gonna push and try something different, you're always gonna get exposed to something different. So that's really what I'm about hearing different music and just kind of going to different um, sonically what textures are different you know what I mean like you go to 808s 808s to My Beautiful Doctors of Fantasy is like they're very mm-hmm. different records but they have the same techniques so always be excited for it even just new music in general is always a time but Kanye West is always a time too who was what about you oh I was gonna give it like a nine. okay but for the same reason but just deny. It's like he wants to probably hear the music, but it's not, you're not like crazy. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I can't feel that. Like, I'm I not can't front. I'm, like, I I'm, could wait. I'm patient. I'm probably, I'm patient. I'm patient. That's funny. I'm probably like at a, honestly, like a six. Really? What? I'm I mean, like, like Pablo. I didn't really, you know, I'm trying to figure out what Pablo album. Was no, I'm trying to figure out which album. I think I didn't really like. Yeezus had some records, but I didn't really like it as much. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Pablo that. had a couple. Nah, Yeezus is pa- fire. Pablo had a few records. Yeah, Pablo, Pablo had a few mm-hmm. records. Mm-hmm. Pablo had a few records that I think I liked in the aftermath, mm-hmm. but became forgettable to me. And I think at that time, I was worried about Kanye. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, yeah, you've released a couple projects that have been rather forgettable mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even check for his verse on that... Uh, Side the Prince record that came out. Oh no! Nah, I didn't check for that verse. So when people are like, "Yo, new Kanye, new Kanye," I just been like, oh, "Okay." When the day comes, I'll it's check kinda, it out. The flame is kind of. But you know, I haven't really like really messed with it. But I know for me, like my favorite Kanye project, and I honestly feel like it's his least appreciated album. I've seen so many people. If you're not gonna say Jesus. Nah, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> to me, this is his least appreciated album, and it's honestly, in, in my honest opinion, his most influential album to me is Graduation. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, I tell people, Graduation. Graduation, I try to tell people, people don't understand, like, Graduation of what it did. I know people always go to, well, it don't make a heartbreak, did this and that, but it was really graduation. I, and I, the biggest thing I try to tell people is, again, you have to think back at that time in rap. Mm-hmm. To 03 and 07, where, yeah, you had different sounds, mm-hmm. but the quote unquote gangster sound was what? Because really you had 50, you had Jeezy, you had Gucci, I mean, who else, bro? You had Wayne. You had like, it was just that sound that was very relevant. Mm-hmm. And that was what was hitting. So even though Kanye was, trust me, building up great momentum with like college dropout, late registration, he was building great momentum, but he wasn't the guy. Mm. When he went toe-to-toe with 50 and destroyed 50 in the first week sales, I think he also 50 by like 300 and something thousand in the first week. Which was, which was incredible because 50 literally just two years prior. 50 should have known better. Sold yeah. over a million in the first. I was... 
What year was that? This is 2007. This was oh. my freshman year of high school. I, thought I, was like, I remember that vividly. I was like, I was high school, yeah. Freshman year at New Rochelle High School, there was a dude named A.B. Amata, if you remember. There was a dude in my class, salute to him, his name was Eddie Blue. <laughs> and I was a huge 50 fan. He was a huge, for real. I was a, I was a huge 50 fan. He was a huge Kanye fan. And he's like, bro, I'm telling you. He's like, Kanye's going to outsell 50. I'm like, man, no way. 50 sold over a million in the first week with the massacre, yada, yada, yada. And then when Ye did that, I said, whoa. I said the game is over. I'm like, this is it's new because I don't think 50 was like that. High. 50 wasn't like that, but still, he was still high. I think it was a matter of you didn't like AO technology. Nah, Oh, that was the time. Oh, you was getting yeah, light. Yeah. I know. You told me. That's that, bro. That's and growing up, especially. Yo, I want to incorporate that in my music somehow. I haven't figured it out, but that shit is important, bro. That and time, yeah, the bro. whole getting light thing. Like, you know, fun of it, but like that yeah, shit. Corny. How it's old? Corny, but it's, it's not corny. Way. Yeah, because I catch myself like watching the video. Me too. Like, oh, these things. Wait, quick question. How long will we like describe that period? Because that period felt like it was like a good two, three years where everybody was getting light. And look yeah, at the mural at the time. People go to Lincoln Park and have battles. There's a dude who's blown up on like, I think YouTube called Mr. MySpace doing like mad moves. He started. No, Mr. My. Oh, Mr. MySpace. No, Mr. MySpace is from New Rochelle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was talking about how. Yeah. You said Mr. YouTube. No, I was saying, no, I was saying, bro, like he was like, Blowing up on you. He was known for like getting light. He had the ciphers. They used to have battles at the freaking Boys and Girls Club at Remington yeah, in your show. My, 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 um, my team. Trust me, I know. Have, they have our YouTube page up. I don't want to shout it out because I don't want to. Dude, I need to but see. We got, we, got, we got views up there. We got like 30,000 views. I need to see this footage, bro. The, um, Stop being selfish. You remember when um, the time period would change clothes, like, like that type of time period? Like, it was like everybody's daggy and all. That period was crazy. Like that. that period was really yeah. crazy. Though. I'll go. I'll take getting light over red jeans any day. Yeah. And the, the, the uh, cat daddies and all that. I'm oh good. hell yeah! I, getting light was way better than that. That's fine. Yo, I'm telling you, that period was absolutely absurd for like that because that period had to be. And that shit was so hip hop. Maybe like '05 to '08. 05 to 09. Something like that. That was yeah. also when Chicken Noodle Soup but came out. Later. Chicken Noodle Soup, bro. And like shut That's it down. Who was the dude's name? Rob Brown. I think Rob Brown was on some of those records. Yeah, yeah Rob. We're getting yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. 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 yeah, this is like a throwback episode. I love this. Show. God <laughs> damn. We've been touching on a lot of throwbacks. That's <laughs> We've been touching on a lot of throwbacks. But to bring it to, to current day, who are some of your favorite artists that you've been checking out we talked about one of them yeah I think Trippy Red Trippy Red Trippy Red is dope he's gonna be really dope this year He's he's special. I just wanted to put that in you can yeah, no, that's, that's what I was talking about put your hand on the Bible say right now he's gonna be special He's gonna be special. <laughs> I like Trippy Red I like Uzi I like all the, all the I like a lot of the new music um I like what Georgia Smith is doing. Oh, I love 
Josh. Um, she's gorgeous, man. Yeah, oh she's God. her voice is like. But even that record, like if you were, you know, the Drake record with her is like it's just well written. You just hear the stuff she's saying, like it's very um. Yeah, it's very um. I love that right. Talking about Georgia. Yeah, like oh. she's a really good writer to me. Like, yo, she got something on the Black Panther joints. Does she really? Yeah, yeah I think it's. I heard the record. I, I love her, but I didn't like that record. I liked it. I like Kendrick Lamar. I love too. her, but I didn't like that record. Kendrick is dope. Future is my favorite artist for all time. Future's verse on what's the record on Black Panther? Oh, I know you're that joint's trash. Nah, you're bugging, bro. That joint's trash. <laughs> trash. <laughs> what are you trying to do with the intro? That's why I like Future. That is exactly why I like Future because it's, it's the ability to play with your voice, the ability to use your voice as an instrument. Dude, so I would say that's, that's not the best. Example of him doing that, but you remember on Diamonds Dancing with Drake, yeah, mm. and he he goes, uh, I don't want that, I don't want the liquor because I just drank out of the dirty or something yep. like that, and he hits a falsetto for him to rap yep. and then hit a falsetto. That shit yeah. is like, that I'm is like, an amazing yo. song right there. That is amazing, <laughs> bro. So that dude, you doing me dirty? That dude, that dude is amazing, bro. Doing me dirty? I don't care what you say about about that right Future now. Future is great. I mean, I look. I, I enjoy Future. Cody and Crazy. Oh. Cody and Crazy. I enjoy Future. You can't Future. say like Cody My Crazy. Sandwiches. I like that three minute, that two minutes of the the, the high pitch. I don't know. There was something about it on the Black Panther. It was just very. It, it, it threw me dead, off. Right? Maybe part of it too is also like I haven't heard Future in a while. Like I really haven't listened to Future in, my, in damn near in a year. Ever since he dropped the two, ever since he yeah exactly. Like I haven't so to hear that. Which is super slimy with Doug. Yeah. Oh, see what I mean? It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, I want to touch on this real quick. It's it wasn't bad. It wasn't. It's scary. It's scary how quick we forget about music, man. Nah, it's a fact. Like I, you brought, and I, and I like that album. We were on all the smoke. I like that record, and Thug was crazy on the record. Thank you. It's because people be flooding. The future be dropping mad videos. They flooding, flooding us with all this music now, especially with the streams. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't like the whole streaming stuff. Nah, streaming is the future. I know it is, but I just don't like when artists are like, like for example, the the rules will tell you. I've been very critical of the Migos. Since the summer, I've been very critical. I've been, I've been very critical. I've been, I've been very, ding ding. I've been very critical of them since the summer, and I feel like honestly, the Migos have been bricking since the summer. I felt like culture, the first part was excellent. I loved the record with Calvin Harris. They might have had some other records before the summer that hit, but I feel like since then. It's been very predictable. The format's getting outdated, and okay. Culture Two showed that because Culture Two didn't. Culture Two didn't. <laughs> culture Two. Right? Culture Two. I don't know why they said Culture Two. Culture Two. Yeah, Culture Two showed that their formula, their formula is has become very outdated, and they're not as together. This even forget just like hit record stuff. Listen to culture, and you, you, you the biggest, you might be the biggest Migo fan here. Uh, she guys want to talk about that. I'm talking quick. about the Migo since our first episode. Right. Yeah, or like he, like he didn't give about the Migos. No, 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 I cared about him, but he just was like, Versace, Versace, yeah, that's why. Versace was dope, contraband. 
Yeah, oh, but it's God. like again, like the togetherness. Yeah, I just like the, the right way to do it. It wasn't like that on part two for culture. Okay. It sounded at times like it was a like it was a Quavo solo project, and then it felt like it was a record where here Offset will let you take this record or here take off. Yeah. It wasn't the same, and it just sounded so predictable that I could just listen to it and go, okay. He's gonna come here. Mm. You're gonna say this ad lib. Mm-hmm. You're going to say this. That's 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 and, and 24 songs, dog. After you gave us 30 on quality control, yeah. it's a stream move because you want the numbers. Yeah, to, to, to jack those numbers up. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They got like 14. They got like 14 songs. As much as I love the Migos, I can't argue that opinion now. I just could say it be on me iced out. Tim Jane iced out. BBO's <laughs> hard. Yeah, that BBO's hard. Walk it like a top. Hey, I gotta stay in my zone. Say that we been leaving it over. You won't know. You know what I thought was trash? Well, I didn't think it was trash, but I didn't think it was for me. Um, stir fry. But I, I don't like stir fries though. When I listen nah, to it on that, oh, like <laughs> that joint is hard. I do not like stir fries. Nah, that's one of those songs that's gonna. I don't like superstar either. You're gonna like stir fries. Stir fries yeah. gonna. You know, hold on. Let me change my paint on it. Stir fry, I like. I I liked it when I was coaching my middle school girls basketball team, and we went to a gym during warmups. So I'm already naturally in a great mood before the game, getting hyped. So they play stir fry at the right time. So I, I hit him with a little whip. I was like, okay. <laughs> but besides that, though, I'm not liking that record. I hit him with a little whip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, whip, you know. But besides that, though, nah, bro. I just that's funny. As but all right, so yeah. since we touch, since we mm-hmm. touched on the Migos, we talk about the Migos a lot. But I think the the best thing Wills and I do. Yeah, but the thing is, the Wills and I we managed to talk about them differently. And others can't talk about the same topics differently. We talk about things differently yeah. from a different view. Polarizing, bro. Yeah. You're on one end and he's on the other. It's like... What do you think, though, moving forward, what it really is for the Migos? For them, I think they're going to do the group thing until they, until it's time to be solo. That's it. When, though? When is it? Do you, you think it's sooner than later? The group anymore. You don't think they might try to do it sooner than later? I think they're gonna keep it together. They seem like dudes that really came up together. Really oh, they did. Yeah, they family. Yeah, yeah. like really loyalty. I, I seen an interview with um with um I don't know who it was, but it was like I don't know who was the interviewer. But Takeoff was. They was like, man, who was the first one rapping? They was like, man, my boy Takeoff. Oh, like, damn, I think it's the joint of Ebro. Yeah. That the interview of Ebro. And you gotta really think when about big that. up Takeoff as the best rapper. Yeah, yeah. It was you think about Ebro. that. Like a lot of people in the group may not give the other members that credit. That is true. That's how you know they really, really. Like, like brotherhood. So, like for them, I think it's more so just sticking together. And I mean, I feel like yeah, Quavo might break off. I mean, obviously he's a more popular one. He's fucking with like playing basketball with Shaq's son and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, she looks Sharif man. Should have been all. Nah, American. he's good. Should have been McDonald's all American. Kid is nice. Side note. <laughs> but um, what did I say? Take whether it's like a, a thing where takeoff and, and offset kind of fade to the background and do writing. They'll always have a career. Or whatever happens, you know what I mean? They all can kind of feed off each other, give each other records. So they set themselves up perfectly. Yeah, like yeah. Migos as a thing where we're just talking about the Migos is gonna, I mean, obviously die down. But I mean, like them as musicians, they'll always have a career, I think. Do you think Takeoff and Yachty Tape is gonna be cool? Or? I like Takeoff, but I'm not, I never, I've never really listened to too much Yachty, so I can't really. <laughs> Same here. Let me remind people again, man. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. I'm down on Lil Yachty. Yeah, not on my guy, man. I'm not his, hip. His, his, I'm not hip at all. his appearance on quality control, I did not like it. I was very disappointed. A lot of people didn't like it. I, I think I liked one 
I think he did some. I wanted a few people that liked his album. Mm-hmm. Minutes. But what he did on Quality Control, I, I liked that album. But the Control, Quality Control, I didn't really like it as much. I, I, I know he's gearing up because he redid his whole Instagram. Mm-hmm. He has no post. Mm-hmm. So that's the ultimate movie, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, you did that too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, something must be happening. Yeah. But I didn't really like it as much, man. But I mean, I just feel like, honestly, I'm very excited about Offset being solo. Yeah, me too. Because Offset can wrap his ass off. I feel like Offset is more of a star. Offset wraps his ass off. He's the biggest star in the group. For real. And he has the the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to do something. He, I like the way he raps. Just the aggressiveness. He's very clear. He he can switch it up. He can switch it up. It's crazy. He be punching the people. He punched that thing hard. He really be doing that. So I'm really excited about Offset. Oh, yeah, let me remind folks that again, you know, Boss Man came out with music, but the young God is coming back soon. Who, who's that? My boy Justin Bieber, the young God, coming back with Jay Electronica. What? I don't really like Jay Electronica, but apparently what? he got a record. And I'm always down for JB. He just dropped a bomb on you. I swear, Complex released this news around this week. A Justin Bieber, Jay Electronica song? I think it's like more people on it, but those two are like featured on it. You know what song I always that needs to come from the vaults? Hit Boy has a song with Nas and Frank Ocean. Something. Speaking of Hit Boy. I'm silent because I'm thinking about how it sounds. That's another one of my favorite artists, Dom Kennedy, and they work together. <laughs> this is my Remember when Johnny's rant about Dom Kennedy? Bro, Dom Kennedy was like uh, yeah. my, my whole college years. Oh, yeah. When I was at Howard, Yellow Album dropped, and I was like, oh, Dom is a man, but he fell off. But when he got with Hit Boy, I don't believe he fell off. I like everything. Oh, for real? I like I everything like too. But, but Johnny went off. Yeah, because like Johnny, Johnny, so Johnny, Johnny Price, you know, yeah. Johnny is like a, that's like his favorite artist. Really? So um, him, my boy Molly, they love him. They actually put me on to him. But they was like going through it. Was like, oh yes, yeah, it's, it's over for him. He fell off. I mm-hmm. think it was like we came out with the Dom by Dom Kennedy or something. Yeah, he was like, it's over for him. He fell off. That was a good album to me. And I was like, yo, but I like a few songs, and it was like, nah, it's trash. It's trash. Wills. I'm like, nah. But lemonade, man. Lemonade. Yeah, that was my joint. But um, yeah, Dom is—he's really good, especially with Hit Boy. I feel like that whole. But they came out with three or four. They got like five, four or five. They already they came out with like a, a big three tapes in the album. album. Yeah. yeah, those three tapes all was hit. Like yeah. all summer, that's all I would listen to at work. I'm like, oh yes. One artist I've really been listening to a lot, and I I think over the years I like liked some of his stuff. But he's really been one of my favorites, and I actually just bought a ticket to see his show. Big Sean? In two weeks. No, oh. stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We've been very critical of Big Sean on here. You know that. But Sean has a dope tour lineup. Let me talk about that. Sean is Sean, Playboy Cardi, Shy Glizzy, and another artist. I might see that show. And it's three days before my birthday. That's how it goes to Classic. What? That's how Glizzy thinks it is really good. Like, well, I'm about to check that. And of course, he had one of the best, he had one of the best verses of the year last year on Crew. Oh, oh yeah, like that record is phenomenal. I just really like sat down and read um Goldings verse. Yeah, I'm like, damn, this is a good ass verse. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I'm glad I actually sat down and rap genius this one. I don't mm-hmm. rap genius nothing. I've sat down, I was like, man, let me figure out what the fuck you kind of wish you kind of wish you was in school when that song came well, out. Well, oh man, if I was in DC, it's probably hey, yeah, 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 that record, that record going crazy. Off. 
times. There's that there's that there's that a uh, great video of Shy Glizzy and I think his son when he comes out for his part of the record. Yeah, and like, everybody goes crazy. It's like from the view of the stage, like yeah. back of the stage. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, the, the the artist I've really been rocked with lately is Tyler the Creator. Mm. I really liked Flower Boy. Is he gay? I, I rock. He probably is. I don't know. But I mean, like, I liked Flower Boy. Too. But it's, I don't know. He was but, saying some stuff. Yeah, but I really liked Flower Boy. Flower Boy is a very dope record. Um, and I'm checking. I'm checking for it. And I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm, um, I'm checking for his concert at the Garden two weeks from today, February 9th. So nah, I'm seeing that. He's a talented, creative dude, man. I, I feel like the only thing with him, from my point of view, is he's everywhere. Yeah. And that's, it's very difficult to be everywhere and be great at one thing. you got to be great at one thing and then, you know what I mean, before you could be great at everything. So. You're absolutely right on that. But I can't wait to see a show. Deshaun show was talking about, oh, yeah, I was very happy about this. AV, I know you're going to like this as well. Uh, we share a common favorite artist in Childish Gambino. And Gambino finally released this, uh, like this four song EP that he made back in 2011. So it had like Freaks and Geeks, it had Be Alone. Yeah, I was listening to that. I was so happy that he released it. Now, because will I revisit that? Probably not, but I used to, when I was a kid, when I was like, in high school. The, those records, man, it's like Freaks and Geeks, he had the, he had a record where he sampled Adele. I forgot the name of it, but it was, yeah. And, um, but yeah, man, it's just like that project was awesome. Plus, Gambino just signed with RCA. Really? Yeah, RCA. And this is going to be another big year for him. I mean, last year was a great year. Atlanta season two comes back next hey, month. He's in Star Wars. Yes, he's in Star Wars. Wars. Atlanta season two premieres next month. And I think we're going to get a new album from him. I hope Atlanta season two is really, really good because the first one was really, really good. I thought you were about to say it was like really, really bad. I'm about yeah, to go, no, wow. It was amazing. Especially yeah, it was dope. Nick, you get it. Yeah, that prison uh, scene was funny, bro. <laughs> that prison scene was funny as hell. But I'm very excited about that, for real. I'm very, very excited about that. And, Wills, did you have the chance to... Uh, Somebody keeps Did you have the chance to check the, the two chains? In the studio. You want to, I'm going to forward them to Yeah, just send them on them. Yeah. Right. Did you uh, check... Two Chains' EP from last oh, night? Oh, yeah, it was, it was um, okay. It was good. It was cool. I always take the music for change. Two Chains is very underrated. I told my boy... Um, Wait, Two Chains is underrated still? Yeah, he's yeah, underrated. Because he's really great. Bro, I when think... has he had a whack verse? I think that's the thing I'm about to say. I feel like people are at that point where we know how great Chains is. No, so... I know some people credit. from I've seen... He's going to need to talk about it and give him his credit. And be like, yeah, Two Chains is great. But he's been on the winning streak for how many years now where he hasn't missed on the verse. People act like that was a song of the summer. I might say a song of the summer, but it was a big... It was a It was low-key. It was like low-key a song. That's a good kickback song right there. You go to the kickback song. It's a vibe. It was such a vibe that, like... It's a kickback record right But it just, like, shocked me you guys say that because it's like... It's at the point where I just know the people who I talk to and see... We're all together and it's like, oh, Chains got something. It's like we're expecting Chains to like body it. He's just too cool. Okay. So this thing like underrated. I was like it's like, whoa, like we we've been expecting Chains to like body this record. Not underrated, well, he just needs more respect. But he's also again, he's just on a long winning streak. Mm-hmm. Chains is on a multi year winning streak where he hasn't bricked at all. I don't think so either. I think I agree. You know what I'm saying? I mean his verse even on Big Amount with Drake was still dope. 
And it's trust me, not a lot of people when they get on a feature with Drake, I would yeah, like listen to that part. I would skip. He body Drake on. You funny boy. <laughs> you funny. I'll call you out on it right I now. Same word. I think it's a matter of just music changing. Mm-hmm. And um kind of lyric he's a lyrical guy that's like lyrical but like he's not lyrical but he says a lot. And music's not a place where saying a lot is important. Like it's more about saying little and just making like like impact in the little bit that you say so I feel like with him he says he might still be saying too much even even though even when he came out people were like yo he's dumbed down like look at it now I mean I think there's just music changing on him and that's kind of not working in his favor yeah I, I want to switch that, it up here uh, well especially no I'm sorry about that I felt like that's what happened with Wayne like the music changed fact bro and and it's weird how it changed, but it's like they all look up to Wayne, and it was like there's a bunch of little. Mm. And I still haven't worn that shirt, and it's still has that tag, and they're just hanging in my closet. That's crazy. Talk about that that you gotta take a picture. Yeah, just to switch it up, the we touched on this last week as well, man. Which is there's a lot, a lot of discussion starting to begin about the payment mm-hmm. of those involved in records, and. Mm-hmm. It's been something where the artist and producer dynamic has been touched on because you have a lot of producers being like, hey, man, we're not getting paid or whatever. And then you have labels and the artists kind of going together and be like, well, you know, well, this is a mixtape, but it's really an album. But there's something about engineers now that are getting into it because it seems like apparently I think with like I think it started with like Spotify you might know about this like with Spotify but really a lot of places that have music where the engineer forget just being paid they're not even getting credited so it's just artist producer but you don't even see the engineer it's discouraging yeah just just elaborate on that man because it blows my mind and I talked about it from both sides but to hear from the field of an engineer nobody nobody ever thinks they get paid enough everybody wants more money so on the money side, you never really know what's going on. Everybody's going always claim they need more money, claim they want more money, they deserve more money. Um, you just got to put the work in. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to put, just got to, I feel like you just got to, like, work hard, invest in the music. You get paid, make sure your business is right, make sure you definitely have the paperwork. Sure. But really, some of that stuff is just not in your control. And if you're doing, you gotta just have faith that yo, if you're doing the right thing by by, by people, that I this person, I've been in situations people, no, won't say nothing. You know what I mean? They'll they'll take credit. They'll they'll say this is and that. Fine, let them take the credit. Let them let them boost their ego. Somebody else is gonna give you the credit after that. It's gonna come. So it depends where you're at, though. That's that's a very humble, I feel like thing. I'm at a lower point than a lot of the other dudes. But when you're at the top, I feel like it's one of those things that you're like, man, I'm really putting work in. And you guys, people don't know, like, you got to, it takes time to really mix a record. Is there also a way In my opinion, my my philosophy, and not that we always do this, not that every artist is willing to invest this much. My opinion is that artists should really put more time into their mixes, more time into, I mean, a lot of artists want to come in and record in 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and expect to make a hit record. And that's... I mean, I understand that that's the way society is, but in general, you have to spend a lot of time on your music and you have to invest in your craft and invest in the quality of it. And it's really important for, for you to spend that time on it, you know? 
But I mean, as far as credit goes, I don't think, in my opinion, you can't, you, you shouldn't, my opinion is like, you shouldn't be so, um, what's the word? Man, I need my credit. I need so my credit. So, start getting credit. Yeah, yo, yeah. music is a collaborative process. I can't. There's records where I could, I could easily say, yo, I made this record. I told the artist to do this. Will's the scene. I've done this. Move. Yeah. People fuck up their words, and I make them say the right word by taking like an F from. I can take a syllable from a certain letter from a other like from a line, two lines before it, and make the other line sound right. That's and correct. the artist may not know that I did that, so they might think they did it right. So. Why would I take credit for that? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I did just kind of. Yeah. He still, yeah. <laughs> but he, but like he in does general, because there was times where when we was doing the Fargo Fridays and um, we would finish the song and everybody would be like, oh yeah, this shit hard. We go home and knock. Then it'd be like two days later, he'd hit us with like another, he'd be like, yo, I remastered or whatever he says. And he'd be like, yo, this is a better version. And it would just sound like 10 times better. And I don't know what he did, but it would just sound better. Put time into it. And that's just the little technicalities. And actually with with certain records too, like there's a few of those that I do, and you really have to have the vibe with the artist. You know what I mean? Like with them, it was really fun vibe working on the songs, being in the studio. And I understand, I understood that, so I get out of the way. You saying you get out of the way, you let the artist get their expression out, but you push them at the same time to make sure they get quality. But later on, when I mix, I know that we didn't spend a lot. We may not have spent too much time on it. It may have been a more last days go vibe. So I really, really focus in on those mixes and be like, man, let me take this out. I mean, like we have the drop. Wills has a drop. <laughs> yeah, he like one of us. like. I said something. Well, I said, "What's the name of this song?" And he uses that. He uses it. As and that shit wasn't in the song. Like, That's crazy. If you listen to the original, you listen to the song. Like you don't really hear it, but like I heard Look it. You man, you know, that drop is legendary. Watch, y'all. Johnny uses. Listen to um. Johnny got a song with this girl named Jackie. It's called Flavors. I Oh, I like that record. Yeah, I listen to it. Listen to it. You'll hear the drop. I mix that. Yeah, we had a freestyle record called Flip Flops. We was just freestyling, just saying anything. Everybody was in the booth. Like literally everybody. Me. We all were just saying anything. And he like mixed it and made it sound like a real song. Like I could put that out, but I just haven't. Like, <laughs> you gotta give it to the culture, man. Give it to the culture. Give me that. I was thinking about it. Yeah, support. Give but it, it, it was very interesting just to hear that and just wanting to know because it's getting to a point where again with the lack of credit and the lack of payment that it's just really going around folks are having to go all the way around just to cheat somebody mm. instead of cheating them right in their face. Mm. And it's like always something little. And it feels like we're at the verge where there could be some big lawsuits. As there, it should be. There could be just a different handling. Shout because out to my lawyer. My lawyer doesn't pay. I'm not gonna, yep. I don't want to say it on the podcast. We're going to talk about it after my lawyer. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be like, wow. Yeah. But like you shouldn't play like like you said, like you shouldn't play with your money. Like I was saying, but credit, you can't really take credit for everything. Yeah. When it comes to your money, you gotta be on top of it, you know what I mean? Definitely in terms of what you're gonna get paid. And that's something that producers gotta work out because dudes aren't comfortable to sit to ask for their money up front. Yeah. And they're or they're money. taking the early and initial payment in advance. So they taking what's really not their worth. Yeah. So and that was like, something that I had said. Like basically like when they sell them the beat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why they sell it for a really nice number and then it's worth more. It's like selling a stock almost. That's why like I was also saying as well, like look, like producers and stuff. Yeah, I do production. Producers and stuff you getting you're definitely getting gypped. 
but it's also like you guys have to have a better a better understanding of the business exactly. and how you providing stuff and all of that because you you taking it thinking that you got big money and you good and they flip it and look and at you you're, you're upset it, you now you mad and it's like ain't nothing to be mad about that's, that's you that's the tough thing about music is a lot of things you don't know how to, to uh, deal with them until you deal with them yeah that's just learning that's life just don't yeah, I would say just never sign your life away. you know what I mean don't sign anything that's gonna really lock you up you know what I mean that's really more important if you sell a beat for a hundred dollars and it makes a hundred thousand you gotta just take that L and just move forward you know what I mean that's that's a sign but you gotta I always think it's like they always say like life is how you react to it or something like that like you gotta react positively to everything so mm-hmm. I remember I had a song I produced way back one of the first beats I produced I played it for everybody in the dorm so people know it ended up being the Lauren Hill sample that J. Cole used on Cold Summer I had made that beat before that song came out when the song came out I'm like what the fuck I did that but he did it too but he has a bigger platform I have to take that I have to take that and say wow people really like the production I, I went on Twitter just to see what people would say and I took that as, as motivation because I felt like I made that beat anyway and I did you know what I mean turned so, a negative into a positive that's all you gotta do man is just move forward um, and just don't sign life away don't sign anything yeah. that's gonna have you locked down that's really important make sure you take make small circle really yeah. yeah I had a, I got a, I got a contract offer that was bad this summer too it was great money wise but it was bad oh, it wasn't even great money shout out to my lawyer yeah <laughs> lawyer. my lawyers don't play you know what I mean like you don't play with that type of stuff but I think um they also said it's like a label issue too. Mm-hmm. It is. It's something with the labels, which is which is really terrible, because these labels, these labels aren't important. Like that. They're not. They're also lacking leadership, or they're going through changes in leadership. So mm-hmm. like Def Jam, before naming their latest president or whatever, didn't really have nobody running Def Jam. Really? So it was like the artists going vote. So like. Dave East is like releasing so much stuff and doing his own tours. Well, and he, his these guys are doing this and that. Yeah. I love, I, I love Paranoid too. But uh, I really, 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 really work with Dave East. Like that's that's like important to me. I love his stories. Yeah, storytelling man. I grew up on like really like some of my favorite songs were not songs growing up. Yeah. So I think that period where everybody was listening to Fifty Cent, I was like always. I was kind of going back listening to Nas and Matic. So something about Dave East's music really, really, really resonates with me. And it's not even like I'm from that lifestyle. It's just But he, you went back and listened to it. So. Yeah, it's like just good music. You're like, damn, this dude is talented. So I really, really want to work with him. And like you said, you know, like just dial in, you know. For I like that. Hey man, for real, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Definitely. This was very dope. Nah, yeah, this was good. Time goes by when you have having fun. <laughs> of course, man. I'm not ready to leave. I could talk for some hours. Yeah, only if we had that time. Yeah, but snap, Jason, let the people know uh, where they can find you. Um, what else do you have in the works? Well, what I have in the works is just going forward is just kind of focus on production, um, producing and, and engineering uh, records more so than just doing like one-off songs. I, I definitely enjoy the, the leadership that, that it takes to be a producer and um, guide a record, guide an artist and, and really coach them. So going forward, I definitely see myself more in that role. Um, and then people can find me at World's Famous on Instagram. Um, Almost death. That'd be the best place to find me on Snapchat. I'm not a social media person. I, I think uh, social media is dead. Mm-hmm. That'd be another topic for another day. But I think social media is dead. I don't think it's really cool anymore. 
you know, people will just chase algorithms and stuff like that. But world's at world's famous on Instagram. Yeah. Hey, much appreciated, man. Thank you for real. Of course, coming to you guys once again live from Co Creative Space and White Plans on the app. Are you giving everybody the drop? They're going to come out. Hey, I, <laughs> I want to support my folks. Man. Like, I want to man. to guys, man. Love trying to get me to listen to their mixtapes. Yeah, I, I want to get to that point where I can get people to just be like, hey, all right, let me listen to it. And I just look at them and be like, no. This ain't the place. This ain't the place to be pulling up to. I just wanted to be able to do that, but not seriously, man. Jason, thank you. Of course, man. We had an awesome. Let's um, just shout out YB. Shout yeah, out that's what I was actually about to do. In all seriousness, AV, thank you for coming through for the great photography. YB, I never got your name by the way. Movie Moolah. Movie Moolah. That's a dope ass name. That's a dope ass name. Great, great job setting up. Great job setting up the videography, and they captured some great footage today. And yeah, man, that's just that. Arden signing off. Will's let the people know. Jason in the cut with me. You know, uh, yeah, man, that's just that. And of course, Free Bobby and all of them. Check out Look Alive, Black Boy, and Drake. And you already know what it is, man.